Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Seals let me know early on that he was going to be in the area this week. And I said, bro, I said, I already got somebody supposed to be preaching uh, in, in that time. I'm sorry I can't have you. And uh, he said, don't be sorry. That's what he said in the text. So I told him, I said, I'm not sorry that I can't have you. And so, uh, lo and behold, who would know it would come back to Brother Seals after all. I don't know if he'd been praying fast and saying, Lord, cancel him and all that stuff. Probably. That's probably what he'd been doing. But seeing him up at camp meeting and reached out to him and seeing if he would come and be our night speaker this evening. He'd been in in. Heltonville, I guess is Brother Bowens is where it's really called, around Bloomington area this morning preaching, got done there and drove here uh, to be in service. Amen. And we're so thankful for the Seals family, he and his wife and children and child on the way. Is it twins or triplets? Quadruplets, yeah. Uh, Others that are on the way. He said he just want to get it done with. He said, just get it done with. Amen. But we're so glad to have them tonight. Can you give he and the Lord, amen, a hand clap tonight as he comes to minister the word of the Lord? Take your time, amen. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord one more time? Good to be here tonight. Amen. Good to be here tonight. I feel like God is wanting to move. Amen. In such a great way tonight. Amen. Before I get started and do anything, I want to give honor to your pastor tonight. Amen. We love the McGee's, and I'm not just saying that because I'm preaching here tonight. I really mean we love the McGee's. We've been looking forward to it since I talked to them whenever we talked. I'm getting old. You gotta you gotta forgive me. I'm 30. I'm 30. I'm 30. In 30 more years, I'll be 60. So you keep me in your prayers. Keep, please keep me in your prayers. Also want to give honor to my wife and my kids. It's good to have them with me. I mean, I love my family. Amen. I don't, I don't see myself traveling without my family. I never have, never will. Amen. But I, my wife is here, and since she's standing right here directly in front of me, she's going to testify. You like that? She go ahead and testify. Amen. Amen. If you would turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 14, 15 through 21. Matthew chapter 14, 15 through 21. Amen. As you're turning one again, give honor to your pastor tonight. Amen. You got that up there quick, my friend. You got that up there really fast. 
Hey man, that's my good friend. Hey man, we I remember going up growing up in Kent with him and he was always the guy that had the snacks. Now, you look at me and you can see that wasn't a good idea. I mean, yeah, he was the guy that had the snacks, he had the food, he had the drinks, and that's why I hung around him so much. Confession. I mean, Matthew chapter 14. I remember getting up verse 15. It said, in the evening, when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, this is a desert place. I want you to hold on to that. And the time is now past, send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. And Jesus said unto them, they need not to depart, give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. And we've heard this before. We've heard this preached before. And he said, Bring them hither to me, and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fish. Looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples, his disciples to the multitude. And they all, and they did all eat, and they were filled, and they took up the fragments that remained twelve basketfuls. And they had eaten, and, and they that had eaten were about five thousand men. Beside women and children, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. But I'm going to go all the way back to verse 15. This is a desert place. Lift your hands to heaven. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, for what you're getting ready to do in the lives you're getting ready to touch. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're getting ready to do. Lord, anoint my lips of clay as I minister your word. Lord, anoint me as I preach this word today. Let every word that comes out of my mouth, let it be orchestrated. Let it be ordained of you. Lord, I pray for breakthroughs to happen. I pray for lives, uh, Lord, to change. I pray for things, uh, Lord, to take place in this congregation tonight. Uh, for, Lord, when you show up, you show up to move. Uh, and, Lord, since you are here, Lord God, uh, we ask that you do a mighty work in this place, God. Let us know not leave this house the same way we came but let us leave this house free let us leave this house with exactly what we need in the precious name of Jesus clap your hands unto the Lord one more time you may be seated you may be seated in the presence of the Lord I've battled Preaching this, I wanted to preach. You ever wanted to preach something else, wanted to do something else, and, and God, on the other hand, says, no, I want you to do this, and you want to do what you want to do. But I guess the Lord wins tonight. Hey, there comes a time in every saint of God life where, where they enter into a place, where they enter into a desert place. I mean, there, there is two options that you can do in a desert place. Number one, you can keep going, or number two, you can give up. I mean, there is only two options you can do. I mean, but if I were you, I mean, looking on where God has brought you from and what God has brought us from, just because you are in a desert place up does not give you the certificate to quit the Bible begins to declare that 
to everything there is a season amen and a time for every purpose under uh, the heavens and as you begin to read these seasons it begin amen in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 amen beginning at verse 1 it says to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven and then it goes on and tell you what a time is it says a time to be born and a time to die it says a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Notice uh, there is no period here. A time to kill, a time to heal. And then it goes on and says a time to break down and a time to build up. Uh, a time to weep, a time to laugh, uh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, a time to gather the stones together, a time to embrace, a time to inframe from embracing, a time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to rent, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. A time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and then it says a time of peace. But notice, as I already mentioned, that there is no period. It's going to keep going. You're going to go through a season. It's not meant for you to stay in one season, but you're going to move from one season all the way to the next season. It's not God's will that you stay in a desert place. It's God's will that you move on from the desert place. It's not God's will that you stay in a time of war. It's God's will you move on from a time of war. What are you saying, Brother Seals? I'm saying that if you're in a season, it's not for you to stay. It is time for you to go. Come on, somebody. Anybody can say, you know what? I'm going to throw my hands up and I'm going to quit. You're going to stay in that season. But I'm going to say, I'm going to throw my hands up and I'm going to worship. I'm getting out of this season because I serve of a God that's in Sit down for a moment. Nobody likes the seasons where the storms and things begin to rise up. Nobody likes those seasons where you feel like wondering and asking if God is going to provide or what God is going to do. Nobody likes being in those seasons where you want to have revival, but you don't feel like you got enough people to have revival. Let me tell you something. Amen. God's going to move. Amen. God's going to have his way. I've preached revivals where to just about 10 people and those had been my best revivals are you hearing what I'm saying because those 10 people was desperate those 10 people wanted something from God those 10 people knew who God was those 10 people was in the prayer room those 10 people had a relationship with God lift your hands all over this house right now how about somebody in the name of Jesus They looks around, says we only got, we don't, we we don't have enough. We don't have enough to feed everybody. We we only got five loaves, and we only got two fish. And you see the multitude. You see, hey man, the people. You see what's going on. I don't think I can do this. I don't think that I, I don't got enough. Amen. Amen. To be able to supply for everybody. You right. You don't. But. 
God does. And I realize in ministry that when I begin to give all myself over to God, God will begin to multiply it. And when I thought that was not enough, it is more than enough. Are you hearing me right now? Come on, somebody. What I thought that I couldn't do, and when I give myself over to God, I'm realizing that I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. I've If you ever get to a place, sit down for a second. If you ever get to a place uh, where you feel like, uh, well, I want to give it everything I've got unto God, but I don't feel like it's enough. You ever feel like I want to worship, but I don't feel like I got to. Amen, what everybody else got to. You got the same thing we all got to. Come on, somebody. You got two hands. You got two feet. You got two eyes. You got one mouth. Come on. You got the same thing that I got to. We may not come from the same place. We may not have been through the same thing, but we can all worship God. When... When one enters into a desert place, the very thing that they forget, the very thing that begins to suffer, amen, is their worship. Amen, it's not God's will for your worship to die in a desert place. I was pulling plants, I was pulling weeds out of my garden. Amen, and these things that were just, they were dry because they didn't get no sun, there wasn't no rain, and there was leaves, there was flowers, there were things that was just dying. Sometimes when you go to a desert place, it's not for you to die, but for things that you don't need around you to die. Are you hearing me right now? God don't want you to die, but the thing that's on you, the thing that's causing you to hold back, those things have got to die. They got to stay off of you. Come on, somebody. I want to worship, but I realize it's hard for me to worship when I got all these things on me, so I got to enter into a desert place God will begin to perfect and God will begin to do some things that I didn't think that God was able to do. It's about 5,000. I only got five loaves and two fish. And they look around and they say, that's not, that's not, that's, that's not enough for us. There's nothing God can't, God can't do nothing with this. That's negative thinking. God can't do nothing with what I got. God, will you have you ever given it over to God? God can't do nothing with what I got. God, God, there's nothing that God can do. With a mindset like that, you'll never see the true power of God because you're already thinking that God can't do anything with it. How about you just hand it over to God? How about you just give the things over to God? How about you let God do the work? How about you hand these issues over to God and then you watch what God does with it? And they, God began to do a miracle right there in front of them. God begins to provide. And I'm sure folks were thinking, this is going to run out. This is going to run out. And in the feeding 5,000, not only did he feed 5,000, but the Bible says that there remained 12 baskets full. And when they left, they didn't leave hungry. They didn't leave thirsty. But when they left, they left filled. They left satisfied. Why? Because when you give things over to the Lord, I'm talking to somebody tonight who's in a desert place tonight, and you need God to move. You wonder, how can I do that? i tell you how you do it, by giving yourself completely over to God. What men say is not enough. God says it's more than enough. You got to give these things completely over to the hands of God. Tell you what's gonna happen. 
I feel the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. I tell you what's going to happen. The enemy wants you to stay right in this desert place. Wants you to die right in this desert place. Don't want you to move right in this desert place. You want to know why he wants you to stay in that desert place? Because you can get depressed in the desert place. You can backslide in the desert. Come on, somebody. You can walk away in the desert. It's in the desert places. I feel so unhappy at. It's in those desert places. I feel so unsatisfied at. And the enemy will love to sneak into your ear and say, I thought you served God. I got I thought God loved you. I thought that God had a great. It don't seem like he has anything for you now. Look at you. You're in a desert place. You're suffering now. Things are going. You can listen to that voice or you can listen to the voice of God. That's an I'll never leave you nor will I forsake you. You can listen to the enemy and continue to do what he wants you to do or you can lift up holy hands and do what God wants you to do. We, sit down for a moment. Been evangelized for the last six years. Six years. And I never thought that, 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 that I'll be on the road as long as I've been. I remember when I first started to evangelize. I walked right past McKee, I'm telling you. I walked right into a desert place. It's called Oklahoma. Yeah, Lord needs to help something in Oklahoma. I walked right into a desert place. And as I'm preaching, I'm, I'm thinking folks going to get the Holy Ghost. Things going to happen. But as I'm preaching in some of these places, it's like nothing was happening. And I begin to sit back and I begin to back up. I said, wait a second. Am I even called to do this? What am I? You begin to rethink some things. Am I called to do this? Is it God's will for me to actually do this? And I begin to preach. And as I'm preaching, it's just like a dry season. I stepped out and what I thought, uh, hey amen, I was going to be so busy. We're going to see folks get the Holy Ghost. Uh, but for the next three months, uh, it was just a dry season. Thoughts of quitting crossed my mind. I was only a couple months in. How long did it take to quit? I was only a couple months in and I wanted to give this whole thing up. I said, wait a second. This, is, this, can't, this cannot be. This, 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 this cannot be happening to me. So I called a friend of mine, and my friend began to talk to me. I said, it's dry here. They ain't got no rain. They ain't got no nothing. Everything looks like it's dead. I go into these churches, and I'm having to do CPR. They're not wanting to live. I said, it's like, it's like I'm in a desert place. And he says, you might just be in one. I realized that I was in one, but I could have quit. And I could have said, you know what? I'm done. But I remember a revival I walked into. I was so broken down. I was so tired. I was so weary because I was in this dry place. And I stood up and I began to preach the word of the Lord one morning. And folks began to get the Holy Ghost. I began to preach the word of the Lord one morning. And things began to happen. Wonder why I'm still doing what I'm doing because I had to go to a desert place realize I'm called to do it. Come on, somebody. I had to realize, amen, that I had to go to a desert place in order to reassure some things. That I had to realize that God did call me to this. And if I can do it in a dry area, I can do it anywhere. Throw your hands to heaven with me right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
desert place. I'm telling somebody a desert place. God will take you from a desert place and put you where he wants you to put you. Come on now. But you got to be in this desert place. It was in the desert place where God fed 5,000 with enough that can only feed five people. Especially if you're Pentecostal. It's enough for you. One person. God began to do a work. God began to provide in the desert place. Oh, nobody, that went over your head. I said, God began to provide in the desert place. God did a miracle. God showed him, listen, you ain't got to be on cloud nine. You ain't got to be on cloud nine for me to provide. You just got to give me what you got. You got to give me everything you got. You want to know why it's hard for folks to get breakthroughs anymore? You want to know why it's hard for folks to get through anymore? Because they're not giving it everything they got. They give just a little minimum to get them way back and then they keep going. Come on, somebody. I don't want to be in that mindset. I don't want to have that attitude I got to do what God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I got to get up and I got to move. If there's ever been a time where I needed to break through, it is right now. I don't need the camp meeting to pray. I don't need a conference to break through. I can do it right now. So I'm in this room. Under this, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling somebody, something in this room, amen, is exactly where you are at. You are in a desert place. You are in this desert place. But I'm fixing to reveal some things. The same way that God provided in this, God provided in that. The same way that God showed up and let them know, listen, I ain't no sense in you going home. I'm going to provide. Ain't no sense in you walking off. I'm going to provide. Ain't no sense in you calling it quits. I'm going to provide. Ain't no sense in you walking away and doing something else. I'm going to provide. I'm sure when they hand those fishes and those loaves over to the Lord, I'm sure they thought, man, ain't no way this is going to happen. But God had to show them. Listen, when you hand things over to me, I am the one that will do the work. Well, it don't seem like it's possible. You're right. What is impossible to man is possible with God. It may seem impossible now. It may seem like God's not going to do it now but you just trust in the Lord. You just keep your eyes on him. You just keep serving the Lord and then watch what he does. I've been to churches lately. The pastor looks at me he said brother Seals he says I'm sorry. I didn't even start preaching yet. I don't know what you're apologizing for. I'm not that bad of a preacher. You got to apologize to me before I get up there. I'm sorry, Brother Seals. And I'm asking these pastors, this is several, this is continuously. Brother Seals, I, I'm sorry because it seems like folks ain't trying to come to church. It seems like folks just in their same mode. It seems like folks got this attitude. It's, it seems like folks don't want to come to church. It, it seems like and then when they do come to church, they, 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 they're the Statue of Liberty. They're so stiff. They don't want to move. They don't want to worship. And they stay in this pew like this. And they stay in it the whole entire time. 
Like the pastor say, church is dismissing and they were jet out the door to the restaurant. Hey man, and the pastor was pastors are telling me, hey man, brother says, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry, brother says, because they want to have revival, but they're concerned about the number. They're concerned, I gotta have what the other folks are having down the street. You don't know what the church down the street had to go through to get where they're at right now. Come on. You don't know the dry areas and the dry places that churches had to go through to get through what they're going through now. I'm telling somebody, have revival. I don't care about the number. Come on, have revival. I don't care who shows up. We're going to have revival regardless. I look at those pastors and I tell them, listen. Look at them, tell them, listen, listen. Don't you worry about the number. I don't care about the number. I think they're more embarrassed about the number. I don't care about the number. I done preach revivals in some churches that, that run in high numbers and it's like I, I, they, 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 they already got it together. You can't preach to them nothing because they already know. You can't say anything. They already got it all under control. They already got everything. They already, you can't tell me nothing. I've been doing this a long time. No, they don't act like it. I've been doing this way. If you got to tell me you've been doing this a long time, nine times out of ten, you ain't doing nothing. I've been doing this a long time, brother. I, I don't need nobody to preach. And then I go into those other churches that it seems like there are about 30, 40 in there, and we have a move of God. And we have a move of God. Are you hearing me right now? We have a move of God. God's not concerned about the number tonight. You may be concerned about the number tonight, but God's not concerned about the number. Let's just have a move of God. Come on, somebody. Let's just have revival. Let's just do the work that God called us to do. Let's just do what God is telling us to do. And let's have revival. Some of these places, they're dry. They're dry. And then the Lord began to do a work, and things begin to happen. I remember a pastor called me. He asked me to come to the revival. I came and did a revival back in Tennessee, back in, I don't know, about March, April, May, June. I don't know. One of those months. And I'm doing a revival for this pastor. And as I'm preaching, I looked at the pastor's wife. And the Lord spoke to me and said, she don't even want to be here no more. So I preached. And after I did that, I get the altar call. Nobody moved, of course, because that just gave was dry. And, and, and I, I, after the service was over, I walked up to the pastor and I said, hey, man, let me talk to you for a second. He began to tell me about how long he'd been at the church. And he, he, he said, I've I, I, I been here five years, Brother Shield. I said, that's great. He said, I don't know if I'm going to be here five more years. I said, stop. Let me, let me talk to you for a second. I pull him, I pull him to the side and I, I shouldn't have even said nothing. I said, the Lord told me your wife don't want to be here no more. Everything okay? He said, no. He said, not only do my wife don't want to be here, but I don't even want to be here. He said, not only do I want to, don't want to be here, Pastor McGee, you got to, uh, my wife was there. He said, but after this revival, he said, if nothing happens, I'm leaving. No pressure, Brother Seal. I said, you're leaving? He said, yeah. He said, my family feels like and it looked like they're about to die. Because they gotten so dry. He began to tell me, my wife used to worship. The reason why she don't worship no more is because she gotten dry. My wife used to be at the altar. The reason why she don't come to the altar no more because she gotten dry. She just had her head down the whole revival. And the last night of the revival, as a matter of 
It was, it was a third night of the revival. It was a fourth night revival. The third night of the revival. I began to preach to this church. And, and as I'm preaching to this congregation, Pastor, I'm telling them the honest truth. I, I gave them a vision that the Lord gave me. I said in this vision, it was three things. I said there was grass, there was mud, and there was ice. I was shoveling. And it seemed like every time I would hit this ground, it would just pickle up a little bit of ice and just come up. But they had their mind made up that they didn't want nothing. They had their mind made up that they didn't want to do anything. As long as your mind's like that, you'll never get anything. As long as you got that attitude, you'll always be dry. You'll always be stiff. And you'll always ignore the word of God about somebody. As long as that mindset is right there, you can hang up having a breakthrough. As long as that mindset is right there, you can hang up having peace. Because when you got that mindset, Hard to get through. It was hard to get through. And I'm preaching to them in the last night of the revival. I'm closing my eyes. I'm preaching to these people. I, I didn't want to look at them no more. It's like I'm mad at my kids. Sometimes I get mad at my kids. I don't want to look at them no more. I feel like I'm going to have a reflex. I don't want to look at them. No. Sometimes I got to leave. I got to walk away. I don't want to see my kids sometimes. One jumping on top of the couch, the other one jumping on top of the refrigerator, the other one jumping on top of the roof. These kids are crazy. And so I, I, I'm, I'm the last night of the revival. I'm preaching to these people. I'm preaching my heart out to them. And I remember seeing that vision the night before. And as I lift up my eyes, Pastor, I'm giving the altar call. I lift up my eyes. And as I lift up my eyes, I begin to see people that begin to come to the altar that didn't come. Nobody came to that altar the whole four days of the revival. It was the last day of the revival. Folks begin to come. They begin to lift their hands. They begin to lift their voice. It happened on the last day. And as I was preaching, I saw the vision. But in this time, the ice began to melt. The word began to get to them. Things began to change. God began to stir that pot. Amen. And those folks came to that altar and they got their breakthrough. You hear me tonight? They came to that altar and they got exactly what they needed. I can get my breakthrough in my pew. Yeah, but the odds are you're not going to get it. That's why I tell folks, get to the altar. Come to the altar. And say, I got to get out of my comfort zone. I got to get to an altar. I got to move out of my area. I got to get to an altar. When I get out of my comfort zone, I may be in a dry place, but I feel like the Lord It's going to fill me up once again. I may be in a dry area, but I feel like God. Lift your hands all over this house and lift your voices right now. Come on, lift your voices right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to get out of that dry season right now. I want it's time to move on to the next. It's time to move on. Don't die in this dry season, but move on. I know somebody. Hey. 
I want you to stand all over this house right now if you're not already standing and I want you to lift your voices all over this congregation I feel in my spirit I'm on there's some folks that's in a dry season and the dry season has shutting you down the dry season has causing you to move back come on it's time to get up and move out of that dry season it's time to come on somebody it's time to get up and move out of that dry season Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of, come on, somebody. I feel the wave of the Holy Ghost right now. It's time to get up and move out of that dry season, out of that dry state, out of that dry area. Come on, in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to let the enemy defeat me. I'm not going to let fear defeat me. I got to move out of that dry. That's it, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I came to give somebody a word. There's victory after the desert place. There's victory after the desert place. Come on, somebody. There's victory after the desert place. There's freedom after the desert place. Come on. There's anointing after the desert place. But you got to get past this desert place. You got to get past this rough spot. I got to get up. I got to move. I got to get up. I got to move. Come on, somebody. It's time to get up and out of that dry area. Out of that dry state of mind that tells you you're okay when you're not. Come on. In my brokenness, I still got to pray. In my brokenness, I still got to push. In my brokenness, I still got to worship. I'm going to sit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. How many I say call out to him right now in the name of Jesus? And he sings over to God tonight. Come on, somebody, hand these things over to God tonight. Come on, hand these things over to God tonight. Don't just come to the altar because everybody else came. I want you to come to this altar and lift your voice. That's where the breakthrough happens at. I want you to come to this altar and lift your voice. Come on. Come to these altars and lift your hands. I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. When the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty tonight. There is freedom in the house. Here you go in the name of Jesus. Come on, God said, I'm calling them out of the desert place. I'm calling them out of the desert place. Come on, somebody. He's calling you out of the desert place. Come on, in the name of Jesus. How long must I stay in this desert place? How long must I let my prayer life suffer? How long must I let my worship suffer? Come on, somebody. Come on, lift your voices right now. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on, call out to that name. Call out to that name. Call out to that name. Come on, that's it. Call out to that name. Come on, youth, call out to that name tonight. Elders, call out to that name tonight. 
Come on. The desert place can hinder you from lifting your voice if you allow it to. The desert place can hinder you from pushing if you allow it to. The desert place can make you weak. It can make you hurt. Come on, somebody. But I'm telling somebody, it's time to rise from that desert place. It's time to get out from that desert place. God help me tonight. It's time to revive yourself from that desert place. How about I say in the name of Jesus? How about in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Call out to him right now. Come on, somebody. Call out to him in that desert place. Call out to him right now. Come on. It's going to take some pushing, but you got to do it tonight. It's going to take some pressing, but you got to do it tonight. Come on, call out to him. Call out to him. It's not going to be easy, but you got to do it. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take some effort, but you got to do it tonight. Call out to that name. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.